started yet. Oh, you just started. Okay. Oh, she's just gonna she's gonna be doing that thing with the. She's fine. Okay, I'll be fine. No, look at her. She's she's she has a thirst for blood. See, she's biting the cords. Lupe, come on. I told you so. Feisty little beast. All oh, right. It's in the box, Lupe. We're uh, here with our cat Lupe. We're gonna give her a quick interview. Yeah. Lupe, why are you so nasty? Lupe, do you consider yourself an apex predator? She won't speak. She just wants to bite our, our fingertips. She wants to fight me on a top of mount, a mound of bones in hell. Yeah, we have a pretty we have a uh, pretty feisty cat. And she's she's shedding a lot now, so it's hell to be trapped inside with her. So it's day six. Day six of the quarantine. I told you she'd do this. Yeah. She got it. She opened the door herself. She's wow. so, such a big girl. Uh, she. We have a pretty, I mean, I don't want to explain Lupe. She's queen of our apartment. Uh, we got her. She was like the size of a soda can. Uh, I love when you say that about her. <laughs> when you look back on the golden years of Lupe. Yeah, and then she just became a ferocious, isolated beast. Um, probably says something about us as parents but you know we neglected her uh at new york don't say neglect <laughs> a single cat you know with the she's just used to being alone you know but she's also got a little bit of like wild outside beast inside of her but she's afraid of these new york streets she likes to just kind of like we'll 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 leave the door to the apartment open sometimes and she'll just like Stand on the outskirts just looking, and then she'll see a bird in the tree, and she'll just start chirping at it. She'll do, like, the... Yeah, but as soon as she touches the sidewalk, she, like, freaks out. Because, uh, you know, it's scary. It's a scary world out there in New York for but a little cat. She has very soft, manicured paw pads. <laughs> <laughs> when do we start trying? Uh, whenever you want. Well, it is day six now, and... Like, I hope everyone else out there, we have been in our apartment. It's been just like yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. And they continue. I mean, we didn't, we break it up. We went out to Long Island to see your dad. That was a trip uh, we took outside of New York. Otherwise, we're trying to stay isolated in our bubble. It's like imperative that because, you know, there are still people out there that are going out just in spite of it all. And I mean... This whole this whole order with you know tomorrow is the shutting of all non-essential businesses. So Sunday at eight p.m. right? Yeah. Tomorrow at eight p.m. all non-essential businesses are shut. New York is now, as we could have assumed, is now the epicenter of the virus in the United States, which is frightening. Um, for a while there, Washington was you know the the first cases, and there was like a large spread there, and the United States is third behind China and Italy for the number of cases. What is it? Global number confirmed cases top 300,000. That's the global numbers. Yeah. 300,000. And I think and in the well, US. Yeah, it was it Italy, Iran, and Spain are both above 1,000 1, in each country as far as deaths. So deaths are above 1,000, but as far as the United number States. of cases recorded? Uh, as of Saturday, the country has more than 24,000 cases in total. That's today. Uh, the day we're recording this is day six. 
Day six, it is Saturday, March 21st. Uh, yeah, U.S. has conducted 182,000 tests total with 23,000 confirmed positive results. So things are tighter. We're on essential business only. Caitlin, I think Caitlin... We will be on essential business only. Well, we, we technically on, are, but... It really, it's it's the same as it is now. Sun, Sunday, it's official, like no coffee shops or anything. No dude nail salons are open today. So I got my stitches done. You got your nails done today? No. no you didn't. No, so wait a second. <laughs> We've been together all day. But uh, yeah, non, so non-essential businesses are all closed uh, as of tomorrow. Would you 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 told me that liquor stores are closing? Well, I I did assume I I uh, you know I I heard non-essential businesses are closing. So what came to mind is like I don't know cell phone stores, nail salons, barber shops, things of that nature. And I was like, oh, well, they'll definitely close business liquor stores if they're closing all these other businesses. So I told Bob that. And then I uh, I bought two bottles of tequila, in a panic. You know, it's funny. I didn't buy toilet paper. But as soon as I found out, uh, I bought two bottles of tequila just to just to be ready. Non-essential businesses are closed. Um, I guess that means like this is the last night if you want to get a to-go cocktail, go out and get one. Because by the time anyone will listen to this, you won't be able to get one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so never mind that. Just, heed my uh, words. Yeah. No, there was a time when they were available. New York in in uh, in the heyday of the uh, COVID crisis was uh, was almost New Orleans. Yeah, for two nights you can get cocktail and drink it on the quiet streets, <laughs> and and feel bad about being outside. Yeah, uh, we did go out and visit my dad yesterday. He lives on Long Island. He's about sixty miles east of the city. Yeah, and you know we you know you feel like there's a little bit nervousness about it. You know he's he's an older man, but. He's also a janitor for high school, so if if anything, he could probably give it to us. I don't know. No, I mean, the bigger war was definitely us giving it to him, for sure. We like did all these errands and stuff yesterday around the around the apartment, and and we just left in kind of a hustle, and I, we like pretty much forgot to eat and uh, share a bagel, and I drink an orange juice on an empty stomach, get the blood blood sugar back up. In retrospect, drinking the orange juice on an empty stomach was not the best idea because I got like the worst case of acid reflux ever and you know we get to my dad's house and like I'm just all of a sudden getting like these chest pains and you know I had like with all this mania going on around us I just have these chest pains that I'm like in my own head and I'm like I have it there's no way I don't have it and I lean and whisper to Bob I'm like I don't know I was like I think I think I have it and then I'm just like it, it like you know in my head like you know your mind's such a powerful thing and I'm like I'm exposing my 66-year-old father. This was a mistake. What am I doing? But Why am know, I doing this? And like, you it know, was just indigestion. You know? It was just indigestion. Like I even had like, you know, all the acid reflux symptoms, but I had that dull chest ache. And then I just like, you know, my mind gave way to anxiety and I just really believed, you know, and I was just looking up and I saw that uh, actor Daniel Day Kim, I look it up because I'm like, oh, I have a scratchy throat. I have chest pain. I'm like, scratchy Google, scratchy throat, coronavirus. And it's just like actor Daniel J. Kim. And he goes, oh, it started out with um, a scratchy throat. And I said, oh, this isn't how I get sick. 
So he went to a testing center in Honolulu. He went and he got the test done and he was confirmed for coronavirus. And I was like, just reading these articles and really just letting my, myself spiral out. I'm like, if Daniel Day Kim can get it, I can get it. City, so we're already afraid of like bed bugs. Even when you don't have it, you still panic about feeling like bed bugs. And I feel like it's just like it's kind of like that, only on a pandemic level, you know. I saw a photo online that I thought was really kind of beautiful. It was just a it was a mattress leaning up against like a street street light post, and someone had spray painted on it. Remember when our worst fear was bed bugs? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. What yeah. what a sentiment, you know. And I'm still afraid of bed bugs, but I've had bed bugs before. You can get rid of those. You can get rid of bed bugs. Thanks for telling the public that, Bob. I, for one, have never had bed bugs, you guys. Yeah, we've lived together for years, you know? I had bed bugs uh, on St. Nicholas Street. Caitlin saw the tail end of that apartment when it was all dolled up in just a shithole. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> we did cancel our Denver trip that we had been looking forward to over spring break. Yeah, that was one of the ones where it was... If, if, it was we had a nice big trip to Denver planned. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing that happened that... Otherwise, it's not that detrimental of a thing other than it ruined, of anything, our trip plans. Like, I, I almost feel like a dick saying, like, oh, I had to cancel my spring break plans because, like, there's just so many facets of this that are just like absolutely nuts this and is like devastating a lot of lives right now not even the virus just all the actions to prevent the virus you know restaurants are closing jobs are shutting down and i mean i feel lucky every day that monetarily like for the time being i'm not affected and i have this job security and like but there's other there there you know there's other dimensions of that that really sucks because like I said, I am a preschool teacher and I like, you know, really, I, I miss my coworkers so much. I miss my kids. Like, like I miss the subway. It's it's the craziest thing. It's a whole different world. But yeah, for the most, for better safe than sorry. I mean, not even, even if the epidemic, the pandemic is uh, cleared up by then, uh, you know, we will probably need to work and not spend money on a fancy trip but we were gonna go to denver for 10 days it was something you know it was something we were really looking forward to because you know i was in the midst of like semester i go i'm a full-time student at night and i work at my preschool during the day and uh it was something that you know in the midst of these long 16 hour days we were really looking forward to and uh you know before all this you know bob and i we really hardly saw each other like we saw each other you know I'd, and there was like gonna be some road trips we had we had planned to start in denver and then just you know what else we were oh great sand dunes national park we were going to go and and see go to the hot springs and um, you know see old friends and see old friends see the see the the overlook hotel from the shining go to rocky mountain national park but see oh yeah so we, we canceled the trip uh as soon as the airlines and Airbnbs gave 100% refunds. Uh, yeah, we swooped in on that. It was kind of just like... Yeah, you, you kind of got to take that moment where you're like... Uh, it, it, it felt like a gambling moment. Hold them or fold them. We like folded. 
Well, we fought. I mean, I'd say we folded pretty quick. I mean, you have to, yeah. Yeah, you take your losses, man. And uh, this time around, like, our losses is just this pandemic that's just uh, just sweeping through everybody's lives and just in, in so many ways, emotionally, monetarily, even, you know, I'm not, I, I like, I'm not trying to complain. Like, if this is the largest way I've been affected like I'm not gonna sit here and be like my spring break plans like I was I, supposed to go to Denver like in reality I've 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 lost relatively nothing in that way but in the other ways I've you know I've I, I do feel like I've lost a lot you know I like I said I lost my routine it feels like I lost bo- body autonomy in a way just like to be able to leave my apartment and yeah you lose sense of yourself you know I feel like uh, even my limbs are getting like weak <laughs> like you know like you, you see those uh, sh- those videos of like astronauts coming back from space there, there must be something like you know. There, you gotta have sea legs, and then you have quarantine legs. There's gotta yeah, be man. something. I mean, I still feel sore. I read Misery before this whole thing happened, and like I read it in full, and like I finished it, and I remember just devouring it and being like, like I can't imagine that. And now, like I feel like if I read Misery now, he he describes so many things in there where like just the psychological toll of being stuck somewhere with no way out and i just man if i read that right now i think it would ruin me yeah i would lose your mind uh you know that's all we're trying to do we're all just trying not to lose our minds you know i mean today we had uh the same day we've had for the past six days we uh stood around each other worked around each other there was a point like during the middle of the day where where uh, I have ADD, so I was like midway of cleaning the bathroom, and then like I was midway. I have ADD, so I was midway cleaning the bathroom, and you, oh, and you I came s- out, and I um, you you spilled the flossers, right? Right. So I I was I had started cleaning the cleaning the bathtub, and I I just like opened a open a drawer, and these like you know these mini these mini uh, toothpick flossers that are terrible for the environment, the individual, and just spilled everywhere. And I was like, oh, I'll clean those up in a second. And then I like walked out of the bathroom and then all of a sudden I wanted to put something in the slow cooker. And then like Bob was like, well, there's there's toothpick flossers all over the floor. There's there's three in the toilet and I have to pee. Oh, yeah. I had to use the bathroom. There was like all these flossers all over the place. And I was like, well, I can't. I'm not going to. And then I and and you know I just I went in there and regrettably uh, I I regrettably angrily flushed them. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I mean I know probably, I shouldn't have done that, but I just that, that killed two sea turtles right there. But you know what? They're have dead. You, you, have you have you cut up every six pack ring you've enjoyed? Probably not. I'm close to it, but yeah, no. And then because I felt like there was a moment where I was like, "Am I supposed to clean these up?" She's waiting for me to clean them up, and I was like. But I didn't do it. Well, then, and then, like, you know, we were talking about it, and then we had talked about something else, and then you had made a gesture. A couple of times. Trying, trying to get around me, and then, like, I just didn't, I, I, I just didn't like it, and then I was like, you gestured at me in a rude way. And then that, you know, that, it just, it spiraled. I mean, the other day, we, we, we had assumed our first quarantine fight would be about, like, peanut butter and it was actually about me spilling uh, floss pickers all over the floor and not cleaning them up. Well, that wasn't our first fight, and it won't be our last. So <laughs> it was just the one today. But, you know, that's the thing about it. Close quarters, you're going to fight, you're going to quarrel, you know. 
What, who I feel worse for is the grocery store clerks who are like just stuck. Imagine just being in this, you know, in this damn battlefield of just like all these rude, rude customers just being like, so when he when he when he start stocking the shelves back with the seventh generation toilet paper because I don't want to switch to switch to that bleach stuff that just isn't is it isn't environmentally friendly and uh, imagine and just being you know paid minimum wage just yeah. for these people to be rude to you Ugh. and just like and They're also just putting and stuff too you know it's putting a, your life lives at risk and just you know just stuck out in the front and yeah they are teenagers and that's a major thing is that uh. They're teenagers that probably they live home with their elderly, you know, could live home with grandparents or parents or, you know, anybody that is susceptible to this virus. And it's very, very scary. We need automated grocery store robots immediately. Trump. Yeah, Trump. We need some more. We need some more Martys on the floor. Does everyone know Marty, that weird robot that like detects spills? And shoplifters, I think. Oh, is that what it's called? The... Yeah, the thing with the, like, the it looks like big googly eyes that oh, follows yeah. around. All the small, t- the suburb stop and shops got them. Mm-hmm. Marty can't bring up your groceries. You need bodies. I, we need National Guard. Do you think the National Guard will start working at <laughs> the grocery store? Yeah, we need <laughs> to send these civilians home. I want National Guard in the grocery stores, scanning my produce. Making sure they get the numbers right. Are they fast enough for the scanners? I don't. We'll see. Today, I just I logged on. Um, I had my first remote class. I also one of my professors had requested that um, he gave us two time slots to like log on, you know, to to test out the class that we have on Monday uh, day after tomorrow. And um, you know, I, I I was doing stuff around the house, and I, I realized I was supposed to do it at three ten three o'clock, and it was three ten. And I was like, oh, no, I'm like 10 minutes late. And it totally slipped my mind. And so I go to Blackboard and I go to this, you know, it's just a, a video portion of like um, my, my CUNY First website. And and I, I log on and he didn't realize I was there yet because he was like looking at under other windows. And I just I log on, I get in this video chat and it's just this defeated man. And it's just me and him. There's no one else in the class of like almost 50 students that logged on. <laughs> so I log in just in time to see his head in his hands. He's just so, so defeated. He's like, how am I going to just work around this technology? Oh, it was really sad. On. No one no one signed on. It was just me and him. And he was so happy to see me. And I was like, hi, professor. And he was like, oh, Caitlin, it's you. No one else <laughs> is, has come. No one else has been here. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, professor. And then, you know, it's a Saturday. And I, I only saw this man once a week. And then all of a sudden, we're just having this casual Saturday conversation. Just one-on-one in a full, full empty classroom. In a full empty classroom. That's supposed to be 50 students. And they're checking in. It's just me and him. <laughs> But man, that was a man of defeat right there, and that's a funny. That's a funny image. That's the thing about it. That's I why took I, a screenshot of him. I knew that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I like as soon as your class classes weren't remote, like you know the bar drops. I mean, college already it's like filled with these these uh, kids that are ready to give up. My most of my experiences are community college, which is usually it starts full class, and by the end of it, there's five people. Give them one obstacle and, and kids will just be like, it's over, man. But at the end of the day, you're going to show up to this remote class and get an A just for sticking it through. He had sent out this email and just like, you know, just wrote in bold, like, 
oh, these are instructions, do this, do this on your CUNY account and all this. And at the end, he was like, and nine of you still have not responded to me at all. Not only have you not done three of the steps, you have not responded to a single email. It's like, what are you guys doing? You're just going to throw your cards in and just owe City University of New York thousands of dollars. Just like, I'm done. Goodbye. There's nothing to even enjoy. You might as well just try to do your classes because what else are you going to do? Throw up a hacky sack and play with it? <laughs> That's what I did my first round of college. Oh, yeah. That was, what was that? 1996? <laughs> <laughs> was it that was a hacky sack was cool? No, no. No, hacky sack I mean, was cool when I was in high school. Yeah, it was always cool in high school. And I, I failed college in 2007. All right. God, you're old. Uh, we are asking each other a few questions that we wrote. We will try to answer them as truthfully as possible. Although Bob has been known to be a little snake in the I, past. I'm an honest man. I've no, never, I'm kidding. I've He's never very, not I'm been an snake. honest man. Bob yeah, is very snake. honest. I'm a snake. Wait, what have you lied to me about? Oh, I guess I can I... say that's my first question. Um... What have I lied to you about? I have to, I need a second on this. I th I've lied to, I mean, I've definitely like lied to you about surprise things. Like when I've done your surprise birthday party. Um, I can't think of anything on the spot that I'm I've lied so to you about. I'm so perfect. You lie to me. I, I mean, I have, sure. I'm a human, but I just can't think of anything. Can you save that one for last so I can have something okay. in my brain? Oh, do you think you will actually read a full book during all this? And what book do you think it will be? And don't say Moby Dick because you I keep thinking you're going to read that. And I know you won't. So I was say another one. Yeah, I know. I need, I need to stop thinking I'll ever read that book because anytime I try, it just stops me from reading anything. Call uh, me Ishmael. Yeah, I mean, on like, I think it was like day two and I was still on the couch and Moby Dick the movie came on. And I looked at the book that was right there on the shelf and I was like, I got to do it. And then I just stayed on the couch and watched the movie. <laughs> and that's like, they've been, I haven't read a book yet. Honestly, I've read articles, but I haven't read a book since quarantine. I, I think I stopped reading the book I had. <laughs> quarantine, she'll do that to you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, you know, Rolling Stones. But I'm just Moss. Okay, here's one. Do you ever regret getting Lupe? Um, when she's had her like freakouts and like when when friends come over, I mean she she was a street kitty, so so she's she's got some anger issues for sure, and you know she I think she's very sensitive to outside smells, and definitely if if our friends have other pets, she's like super super aware of that when they come and and she'll oh have, yeah we've seen her just straight up hate people oh she'll just hiss she'll just like rage and she'll they, be like, get out of my house a spray bottle can keep her like tame because we figure that out but at the end of the day she'll like be perched up somewhere staring at somebody because she just doesn't want them there yeah so i mean in some in 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 some social situations when she's literally hissed friends into a corner I would say, yeah, maybe a slight, slight bit, but for the most part, she's my little sweet, sweet, sweet baby, and I love her very much. <laughs> All right. So no, never, I don't. Never. Never. All right, your turn. Honestly and truly, before all of this, how good of a hand washer were you? 
mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you like, you know, everyone says, you know, chorus of your favorite song twice. Did you do it for that oh, duration? Oh, no, never. No one did, right? No one yeah. did. Even, I mean, as I get older, I get more responsible with a lot of things. But uh, for a period of time, I thought it would made me weaker to wash my hands. And I still don't not believe uh, in a strong immune system. Back in 2007, we were playing hacky sack, failing college, picking our asses, then picking our noses, and we weren't washing. That's about right. Uh, you know, I was dropping out of school, not washing my hands. Uh, what else was I doing? I didn't I vote hope, then. I hope your mom doesn't listen to this. She will just absolutely <laughs> weep. I think we did it. No, I have one more. What? How long, after all this is said and done, how long do you think it will take you to take things for granted again? Third day. Third day, and you'll just be like, mm. Honest, I just say I think I'm taking things for granted now. What, being here and having food or what? We're pretty lucky, you know? We are very lucky. I mean, imagine growing up in a third world country and like this is this is a luxury right now, being locked inside our house with food and technologies and clean water clean and water heat you know or ac yeah you know we're afraid of germs right now you know what we're not afraid of a bomb falling through our ceiling it, well with the virus you can't you know wish to go anywhere else but like at this point now like who can ever say anything about you know a refugee after all this yeah who can ever say no place from here uh everyone will i know but that's you know that goes along with my question how long will it take you to take things for granted again? You said three days, and mine's probably similar. Probably not too long. Mm-hmm. Well, this is now day six. And we are lounging in our living room right now. You know, we just made a nice risotto, and we had a podcast. We did, and, you know, we're still day six, day after day after day of still taking things for granted Um you know, I I, sh- I should feel so lucky to be able to have a lesson of um, how close it can be of me taking things for granted and realizing how lucky I am and uh, hope it's the same for everyone out there because we are all mostly very lucky. We're all lucky. And, uh, you know, just stay safe, stay sane, and remember... <laughs> 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 you were just thinking about your empty glass. Yeah. Don't take things for granted. Don't take things for granted. Even the person you're in quarantine.